Welcome to Question Everything, the podcast where we ask who, what, when, where, why, but mostly why. I'm Jessica Jeffrey, and I read a lot. And I'm Crystal Jeffrey, and I hear a lot about her reading that she does. (laughs) Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Me taking over the podcast? Ready. At least for the first little while? Yep. Much, much needed knowledge. (laughs) So this podcast is going to be coming out right around March 17th. And what is March 17th? St. Patrick's Day. Right. And I have words. You have lots of words. I have feelings. But rightfully so, the the reasonings behind your thoughts and feelings. Yes. So here we go. Here we go. So our episode is all about St. Patrick's Day. And we wanted to start implementing and following our who, what, when, where, and why by stating those facts at the beginning of each of the segments. So we're going to start that one with St. Patrick. Is the who. The what is why is he celebrated? What was his life about? What do we know about who he was as a person and what he did as a Catholic. Okay. When? Is debatable. Somewhere in the 400 CE range between 373 to 460-ish around there. The where? Ireland slash England, depending on the time of his life you're talking about. Right. And Why? Because he was a jackass. <laughs> I was waiting he hadn't cursed just yet. But. That was my one one curse for the episode. I, I think I promise. And I guess this leads now into the how. How did all this happen? You shall keep listening and find out. Here we go. We start with the boring. Gotta have the backstory. Because I will do this justice so that we have all the information possible. Well, I appreciate the warning of the boring parts first, but... <laughs> so, the person we call St. Patrick, or St. Pat, St. Patty, wasn't actually Irish. Hmm. The historians believe that he was born in 373 CE, but we don't know where. They think either in Dumbarton in Scotland, or the west coast of Roman Britain, like Wales. So St. Patrick wasn't even Irish. No. Okay. I'm just gonna just gonna wait. <laughs> but okay, so on with his backstory. We've been lied to. He's not even Irish. <laughs> no, but the damage he did was in Ireland. So uh... I think that's why he's the patron saint of Ireland. Is because all the crap he did was in Ireland, not that he so was So he's the Irish. patron saint of uh, Irish and of Ireland because he f***ed up Ireland? Yes. That's lovely. That's, we'll get to that later. We're doing the boring stuff right now. Okay. Um, it says that he eventually retired to Glastonbury, England, where he died at the age of 111. What? On the 17th of March, 460 AD. Oh. But... The historians don't really agree because the the dates don't add up. 460 to minus 373 is only 87 years old. 
So was he 87 when he died, or was he 111? I mean, there's no way we can go back and double check. Yeah, but either way, living to 87 or 111 back then, hell, even now. Remarkable. Yeah. And to go back even more, he wasn't even named Patrick. He was born, and this is a Scottish name, and I'm sorry, I think it's Maywin Scott. M A E. W-Y-N. So, Maywin Sicat or Magnus Sicatus Patricius. His father's name was Capernus and had been a deacon and his grandfather was a priest. His mother's name was Conchessa. I can pronounce that one. Got one of those. That's good. I got good. one of all of those. So, in that time... Pope Celestine gave Maywin Sicat or Magnus Sicatus. From now on, we're going to call him Patrick because the Pope uh, Celestine gave him the name Patrick. Okay, so now we're up to where he got the name he would be yes. given. Okay. So I don't have to mess with those names anymore. Okay. <laughs> and the Pope gave him the mission to bring the Catholic faith to Ireland. The Pope gave him a lot of relics or spiritual gifts. It gave him the name uh, Petricus or Patricius, but in common language, it's Patrick. Okay, now let's go through his uh, teenage-ish years before he got the new name. When he was 16 years old, it's believed that he was sold into slavery in Ireland. So this is back when he was not Patrick? Yes. You said we were going to stay with Patrick. I wanted to get that out of the way because I didn't want to have to keep on pronouncing. Okay, so even though when he was not Patrick, we're going to call him Patrick yeah, at this point to make your life easier. We're just going to call him Patrick so I don't keep making a fool of myself trying to pronounce these Irish and Scottish names. Have fun fingerspelling this when you have to uh, do your translation, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. But anyway, when he was 16 and he was still the M name before he was Patrick... <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> you just <laughs> lovely setup. I, you know what? I'm me. I don't want to keep making a fool of myself. You just call him the mofo at this rate. Jeez, I mean, you already know. I dis- would, dis- dis- but dis- I am going to try and keep my cursing to a minimum because, yes, I do not like this dude, but I don't want to make your job harder when you go to censor the video and I really do want the people listening to know that I've done my research and I have reasons for the way I feel and not that just I'm some another person disgruntled disgruntled pagan around here yeah we got we got plenty of ranters and other facets of life let's not have a ranter for religion yes no no there is a reason which is why we question everything exactly okay so 16 sold into slavery into Ireland he worked as a sheep herder for six years, but... That would be pissed off, too, then. Back then, sheep didn't exist. Wait, what? So, historians say that he was sold into slavery as a sheep herder, but to make that true, it would technically he was a goat herder. Where were the sheep? They didn't have sheep in Ireland back then. Oh, they had goats. I'm like, I know they have sheep. No, no, in okay. Ireland. Oh, okay. All right, they just hadn't made it over to Ireland. Yes. Okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. 
Just like I think back then potatoes didn't exist in Ireland. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, It was during this time as a slave sheep slash goat minder that he began to have religious visions. These visions enforced, so we are told, his Catholic faith. During one of the visions... He heard voices that told him he could find a gate, a getaway ship. He escaped and went to France and became a priest, and later he returned to France to become bishop. All right. He's, he's already on this. Yes. So, during his bishop time, he burned... Bishop Dumb. Thank you, former Catholic. But no, you said Pope Dumb. Him. Oh, you're you're. Okay. I'm helping that, you. Uh, okay, during his this first stint in bishopdom, bishopdom, bishopdom. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> he burned many druid books, if his confessions were to be believed. About a hundred and fifty druid books were burned, and on a hill they called Tara. He created a competition with one of the druid books and his bible and they were to be thrown into a barrel of water and the druid books sank and the bible floated which in his mind proved that the bible was superior science but but the druids never had a book of faith (laughs) that was a burn yep So they didn't have books, and he said he also prayed for old druids to die. We're told that arch-druid Lockru was lifted up high in the air, but Patrick knelt in prayer, and the druid fell, and he was dashed to pieces upon a rock. So somehow... This is within St. Patrick's Confessions. He prayed, and whatever being followed St. Patrick lifted this druid priest high up in the air and dropped him down onto a rock, and the druid shattered. Bodies don't do that. Mm, so this is this is his recollection. They go splat. Yeah. They don't bounce, but that no... He's, St. Patrick is said to have caused the murders of almost 800 druids. Wow. Druid, druid priests, or just flat out druids? Druids, anybody that follows the druidic faith is a druid. Okay. Right. Um, the folktale of a she-beast called Koranash. There are many different pronunciations for that, and that's as close as I could get. So... That's what we're rolling with. Okay. But this Koranich, um, Patrick said that he banished to an island in the middle of Loch Derg in Donegal. And this is also accompanied by a tale of a woman who followed him very closely and that he banished the she-beast... This woman and this woman was never seen again. So so far, Patrick has just been a bunch of 
far-fetched tales and long tales and fairy tales. Long on tales, short on fact. That, that's a good way to put it. Long on tale and short on fact. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So... So who came up with this? Is it, it, it These are confessions that Patrick, like, so he's coming up with these things and just telling them to people? So far, or? this is the tales that St. Patrick has spun. Who did, who, how did he, like, tell these random people, like, hey, by the way, well, I can walk on water, now make me St. Crystal. What's the word? Proselytize, right? Okay. Grace proselytize. They tell their tales of their religion trying to get people to convert. And St. Patrick's main goal was to get the pagans, the Druids of Ireland, to convert to Catholicism. And he will do that any way possible. Come hell or high water, you will either be Catholic or you will be dead. Was there, like, a really awesome prize I'm missing out on? Because, like, really, dude? Catholic. Yeah, okay. I gotcha. All right. So, what's the difference between a druid and a pagan? All druids are pagans, but not all pagans are druid. Pagan is an umbrella term that one can use to encompass just about any religion that is not under the Abrahamic umbrella of Christianity, Islam, Muslim, um, anything that started with Abraham. just like all Catholics are Christian, but not all Christians are Catholic. Right. The literal dictionary definition of the word pagan is a person holding belief, religious beliefs other than those of main world religions. And what is the main religion that comes to your mind when somebody says, what's the most popular religion in the world? Catholicism. Catholicism. But you bring the umbrella of the Abrahamic religions Christianity in there. with Christianity all of those. Christianity includes all the Middle Eastern religions, too. That's under the Abrahamic uh, umbrella as well. Gotcha. They all started with Abraham. Checking with World Atlas and Britannica, the two largest religions are Christianity with 2.3 billion followers. I shouldn't be surprised. And Islam second with 1.8 billion followers. Christianity having 2.3 billion is just over 31% of the world's population. And 2.3 billion Christianity, and you said 1.8 for Islam? Mm -hmm. That's That's over 4 billion. Yes, so like half of the world. Half of the world is under the Abrahamic umbrella. Which is why... The definition of paganism covers a lot of religions. The Druids, Shamans, Wicca, all of the um, pantheons that cover the Greek pantheon, the Roman pantheon, um, Egyptian, Norse mythology, um, Austro-eclectic paganism. Um, There's a whole handful. All of those are covered under the pagan umbrella because pagan means heathen. <laughs> um, not technically. Heathen <laughs> is an unconverted member of a people or nation who does not acknowledge the God of the Bible. So technically, all pagans are heathen. 
but not all heathens are pagan. Oh. Just like all druids are pagan, but not all pagans are druids. But every druid is a heathen. Yes. Yay! Confusion. There we go. <laughs> and this is why we're all Abrahamic. It's easier this way. Alright, so back to the story at hand. We were talking about his tall tales. We left off at the she-beast being um, exiled to an island. Let's see. We shattered some peeps. Yeah. Okay, so next the story about Patrick and two pagan Celtic priestesses, princesses, Celtic princesses. He said he also caused two young princesses to die at the Oguala, um, also known as Celiabach Well, where he baptized Athene and Fidelma, daughters of a king, uh, Leary of Tara, that hill that we talked about earlier. Okay, the hill. They were attending a Druid school that I'm not going to try and pronounce because I respect this, these people too much. The two sisters were washing when St. Patrick came upon them, and he told them that the only way to see God is after death. St. Patrick then baptized them, after which they both died. Coincidence? <laughs> Not a good plan. Um, this seems to be a cover story for something else. We're led to believe that the two sisters died so they could enter heaven. A church in Tulsk, uh, which was nearby, is named after them. After them. So we don't know how or why they died. All we know is St. Patrick said that they died so they could go to heaven. So... He's either, you either convert or you die. Yeah. This is where we are now. Because yeah. there seems to be a lot of death going on. Yep. You convert or you die, period. Got it. Okay. So the main story that everybody knows is what? He read the snakes of Ireland from Ireland. Snakes don't exist in Ireland. So what was he reading? What do you think one of the main symbols of Druidry is. Snakes. Yes. And that's the main S connection. Yep. They use it as a term that St. Patrick was ridding Ireland of the snakes, meaning he was ridding Ireland of the Druids. Yeah, getting getting Saintum just because you ridded a, an area of some snakes doesn't really seem like it's worthy of becoming a saint. Because you either die or you converted. Right. And so... Either way, there are less pagans in the world. And that is the whole goal of the Catholic Church. Was to, like, obliterate other religions, and that's what he did. Yes. And that's why he is St. Patrick. Because he got a lot of Catholics going on. Mm -hmm. It made the religion explode. So, in his adventures... He, the his, journeys of St. Patrick. <laughs> his charisma converted so many people to Catholicism. And in the written stories we have from the church, they tell us that 
he took the symbol of the three-leafed shamrock, the three-leaf clover, mm -hmm. from the um, triple meaning that the Druids had it to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost that the Catholics have it. Okay. So, um, in Ireland, they have five types of three-leaf clovers. Okay, so we got five types of clovers. Mm-hmm. And they're found all over Ireland. But in what the stories we have from St. Patrick, he never once mentioned a clover, a shamrock, a seamrock. Not once. Right. So where did the stories come from, from the Catholic Church, saying that St. Patrick transferred this symbol of three from druids into the symbol of three of catholicism there's so like another missing piece of where did this come from yep also i've it's not in the article i'm i'm reading right now but i've seen before that he superimposed the sun onto the cross because the sun was sacred to the druids and so he put the sun on the cross to um make it easier for them to convert because they see something sacred to them on something that should be newly sacred to them. And so thus he created the Celtic cross. Oh, okay. There we go. Another one of Mr. Patrick's stories states that he went to a mountain that was the most revered place of pilgrimage to the pagan god um, Luke, L-U-G-H. And it was there that he called upon God to manifest a great and venomous beast to rid that part of the country from all kinds of reptiles and dragons and snakes, none of which ever existed in Ireland. Wait, wait there's no dragons in Ireland? There's... No dragons, no. <laughs> or snakes, or reptiles. It's too cold in Ireland for reptiles. And so he said that by his verbal command that this great beast came forth from the earth because of his god and drew and pushed all of the reptiles out of Ireland. They, he called this his greatest act of magic in his entire career as a murderer. I mean, bishop. So he, he referred to himself doing magic and saying that he was a magician? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not magician. I didn't come across that word. But he but was re referring to what the actions he's taking as magic. What it seems, the, the literal sentence I'm reading is, it was on this holy mountain that St. Patrick supposedly did his greatest magic. So it could also be just some person yeah. that also has to stay. Yeah, when he summoned a great host of loathsome and venomous creatures that, and commanded them to cast themselves over the edge of the mountain, thus freeing the Irish countryside from all kinds of reptiles. So, all of this in a nutshell is... The TLDR? <laughs> yes, I like that. The TLDR is 
Druidism is still alive and thriving in Ireland. Patrick didn't bring Catholicism to Ireland. He might have converted a bunch of people, but not enough to say he brought Catholicism to Ireland. Converted them because they didn't want to, you know, die. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't convert Ireland. He wasn't Irish. It's highly unlikely that he could have lived to 111 years old back then. When back then, the life expectancy, I think, was around like 40 30, or 50 did, years yeah, old. If on a good day. On, on a very good life. He was given immense powers of uh, traveling the entire country, building churches and digging wells, killing dragons, snakes, and reptiles that didn't exist, burning 150 druid books that didn't exist, praying for old archdruids to die, killing or causing 800 druids to be killed, having a female follower who was close to him disappear, uh, linked like the to the sheepy story that I was telling you, causing two princesses to die by his baptism somehow. He never mentions shamrocks in his writings, and he was given the totem of the shamrock long after he passed away. Right, that was a way for them just to remember Ireland when the immigrants came over to America, right? That was part of just having shamrocks in the green and... I th- that remembrance. I think so, but yeah. I didn't come across that information. It was from last week's episode. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yay. Because my, my question was, did anyone see any of these things? Because anybody can just go waltz into a forest and come back eight hours later. I killed this, 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 and this. But if even if somebody knew that he was lying back then, are you going to speak up against an archetype of a church that is known to kill people that disagree with them? Right. There, there, he just he was given the, a way to win, 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 win. He was just in the position to do what he wanted to, and he did. So along with him not being Irish, adding to all of this, he heard voices and he saw visions. That's what made him such the holy man that he was because he believed that these voices and these visions that he was seeing were from God. We know today that that's a mental disorder. Yeah, that that sounds had. like psychosis. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound like... So if he had been born now, he would have just been thrown in an asylum, but since he was born then, he could... Yeah. And if he was born now, he would technically be a saint. Like, flat-out, canonized, full-process, sanctified. Yep. But because back then, when he was born and when he did all this stuff, they didn't have a system system of how to canonize their saints. They just went by, like, critical acclaim. If this person was critically acclaimed by the popular crowd, they were officially a saint without being canonized. Can you imagine if we did that now? Who would be saint right now? (laughs) (laughs) So technically, St. Patrick isn't a saint by today's standards, but they didn't have these standards back when he was alive. Though I don't know why they just don't canonize him now. I mean, the church makes their own rules. They're they're busy doing other stuff. We won't get into that. What what, what are they, what they're busy doing? No, it's not. Okay, we're not going to cross that We're already nearly 30 minutes in. And I've talked the whole entire time. Yeah. 
was nice having a week off. But it was it was enjoyable. I like hearing the the deeper for this because even looking at the websites in in what not to do this research, a lot of them history dot com, uh, the one that you went to that was flat out Irish, saying that he wasn't even canonized as a saint. Well, that makes him look bad. But then you look and see that, well because they didn't have that process back then. It's like saying he didn't use a telephone. Like, well, no, he didn't have a phone. <laughs> so it's it's what's nice about questioning everything, of seeing what's truly there and not looking at it the way you want to look at it. So it's good to know that he's not a saint, but it's only because of standards. So... So now I found... Because, you know, I do not celebrate St. Patty's Day. What? I know everybody listening is shocked. Yeah. On St. Patty's Day, I break out all my snake jewelry, which, thank you for the snake earrings you found this year. That was lovely. Yeah. Happy you. Blessed you. Thank you. Blessed you. And so, I just found that there's an actual name for the quote-unquote holiday that we pagans celebrate in lieu of St. Patty's Day. It's called All Saint All Snakes Day. Did you really just almost say All Saints Day? It's a day after Samhain. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is an actual holiday. No. St. Patty's Day, in the pagans' eyes, is called All Snakes Day. We should do that one. Totally I'm up for that to. one. That's awesome. Absolutely. I'm surprised I never heard about this before. This is lovely. I love this. Because who did St. Patty kill? Dragon. The snakes. The dragons that were in the... Didn't you see You're that stuck big, on the dragons, big huh? fire-breathing dragon in the forest? I slayed him. Make me a sense. Ireland is too cold for reptiles, even fire-breathing ones. Is a yeah. dragon a reptile? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just But so are unicorns, and they're not... I mean, they're mythical creatures, and they're not a reptile, but... it's Anyway... Uh, well, I didn't come across any unicorns in his tale, tall tales. So yeah, but you came across a dragon. Head. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to give him credit now? No credit. At least he, didn't, to him. At least he didn't pick a unicorn. He is a horrible, horrible human being and should not be revered for all the crap that he did and all the lying that he did. Like, just, no. This... If anything, it should be a celebration of Irish heritage. I, I'm for that one. They've been through a lot. Yes. Absolutely. Make the day Irish Heritage Day. Yeah. Maybe not focus on the religion, just focus on that nationality. Well, if, you, if you want to focus on the religion, because it was a war against the Druidic religion. But if you're not religious, make it... Irish Heritage That's what Day. I'm saying. Let's just not do the religion part of it. Let's do where you came from. Not completely separate. Just recognizing your ancestry. It doesn't have to ever be a separation type thing of you're this, I'm that. Let's, I don't know, celebrate that we're all humans and we've made it this far? Yes. Soapbox. Time for me to get off my soapbox. <laughs> Let me give you my hand and take your step down. Well, that's all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing the the deeper parts of St. Patrick and highly encouraged to truly question things that you hear and 
Why are you hearing them? Who chose it for you to hear? What's going on? And just be aware of those surroundings and not just listen or not really follow blindly, just not really be there. Why did you buy that St. Patrick's Day card? Why did you wear green that day? Who had you do these things? Even though they're mindless actions at times, that's where our world is. Do things for a reason. And hopefully hearing the deeper parts of St. Patrick's and St. Patrick's Day sparks that we all do our part to make sure we're spreading the correct information and we're doing what we truly want to do with our lives and are giving out the messages we really want to give out. That's a nice soapbox. There's my soapbox for the... I gotta get my words in somewhere here. So, and with that, we hope you join us next week. Thank you for spending your time with us. And remember to... Question everything.